Welcome back to another episode of Live with Carisha. <laughs> Keep smiling. Today, we went all the way to Richmond, Virginia to do a business one-on-one interview with the CEO of DMV Cut Salon. Mr. Daryl, how are you? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> so, All right, so let's start. So you said you originally, you are from Richmond, Virginia. Yes, born and raised, yeah. So how long have you been cutting hair? Were you always a barber? I went to barber school 2008, graduated 2010, and became state board licensed 2011. Mm. I became a salon owner 2017. Okay, so back in your earlier days, were you always cutting hair like in high school or... Did you always have that passion to cut hair or did you kind of just fall into it as an adult? So I grew up in the city. So when I moved to the county, it was a different atmosphere from the city. It was kind of urban. Then when I went to high school in the county, you had to kind of have your swag right. You had to have your clothes right, your hair right. So that's when I started messing with the clippers because I had to go to school shop, you know. <laughs> right i always i always ask guys that like that's like a thing like because i always want to know because today it seems like cuts haircuts cost so much money as opposed to what they cost back in the day i don't know how you work your salon but out here in atlanta these guys are spending a lot of money for haircuts and lineups so i always think like is it not a good thing to just learn how to cut your own hair where so from from a consumer point of view yes but from business on a point of view no hold on from business on a point of view no so if you want to save some money on your end yes but right now it's so much of social media and imagery everybody has to look their best at all times when they step out if they get paid for it so I say go for it. You know, you gotta step your game up. So walk us through the first the 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 first year of you opening up your barbershop. What was the challenges? What was the obstacles you went through? Because that's a lot. I know owning a barbershop cannot be easy. So well, um, so I have a salon, I don't have a barbershop. I always wanted a barbershop, but the salon kind of fell in my lap mm -hmm. and I ran with it because I was renting a suite from um, this lady that I knew. And she, she walked me through the business for like two or three years. We used to eat lunch together and all that. She was kind of older, so she passed and the salon fell in my lap like that. Mm. And I kind of had to start from scratch because I wanted the barbershop, I didn't have a salon. So it dawned on me because with the salon, the females brings kind of more, more money as far as to the salon atmosphere, because you guys get your nails done, your lashes, your hair. And I was like, I was like, I probably could make this work. Right. So 
<laughs> so um, the way my salon is set up is everybody has their own suites. And I was the first one on Mechanicsville Turnpike with the setup with the salon suites. But I didn't create it. It was already established. Right. So I was like, this is the future. And this was back in 2011 when I first went to the suites. When I took over, it was 2016, 17. And I was like, this the way, because I always wanted to be an independent barber and mm -hmm. I wanted to be a businessman. I didn't want to be in the open floor salon and just cut hair and be a barber. That's right. why I went and got me a suite because right. I wanted to set my appointments. I wanted to have a certain type of clientele. So when I went to the suites, I was like, this is the future, you know? And it's kind of, um, when COVID hit, the suites was kind of like in demand because- wait, wait, When you say suites, what do, what do you mean by, what's the difference between a suite and a salon? You mean like, uh, um, like you rented a property and then you just pay rent there? Oh, so when I say salon suites, it's like an office space. Every oh, and then the stylist rent out their suite. Yeah, every stylist has their own private area. When okay. I say open flow salon, the chairs are right beside each other. So I became an owner 2016, 17. So when COVID hit in 20, I was in high demand because I was already set up for COVID. When COVID hit, the open floor salons was kind of closing down because you had to be six feet apart. Mm. And with the salon suites, like that's the thing now, everybody wants the suite now because you have your own private space. Right, that's definitely a big thing out here in Atlanta, the suites. That's, 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 yeah. that's really popular. So, what, so I can what say was I was the first, so I can say I was the first on Mechanicsville Turnpike with the salon suite set up. So what, when during the pandemic, what were some of the challenges you faced with your business? Because I know for a period of time, the beauty industry was shut down during COVID and we couldn't get our hair done. We couldn't get our, our nails done, our lashes. Y'all couldn't get your haircuts. Did you so, take a hit? So I can say this, for those five and a half weeks, I needed that mental break. I didn't do anything but research, do my homework on business. Um, and I took a mental break and I relaxed and I rest. I did a lot of YouTube. I came up to date because when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of, you kind of on autopilot. You keep going and going and going. So the pandemic for me was a blessing. Mm. And I started a, a music label during the pandemic. Um, I started another company, which is a tech company. And I was okay because I was putting away for a rainy day, you know? And we have to do that when we independent and entrepreneurs. So income coming in from all different avenues. Talk to us about the music label. So music is my first passion. Um, the reason I chose barbering because that was more 
stable versus DJing. I wanted to be a DJ. So now I did like a month ago. So we'll see how that go. But mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic, it was it was the police brutality going on and it was a Black Lives Matter. So I went to my email because my little cousin, he uh, make beats. And I had the um, beat sitting in my email for like three years. So I contacted some more producers, uh, went to the studio. I beefed the beat up a little bit. I got some local artists and I came up with the song called The Smoke Screen in America. And you guys- I like that. Yeah, The Smoke Screen in America because that was what's going on during the pandemic. Right. you guys can find it on Apple Music. So you're saying that you the pandemic kind of um kind of got you on the right path. They kind of encouraged you to start the label because of what was going on in the in the world. You wanted music to express what was what you thought was going on. So during the pandemic, I figured out that I am a creative person. I'm a I'm an artsy type person. I'm a Gemini, so it's like. You know, we could do everything. So um Y'all are crazy. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I figured out, you know, music, um, cutting hair, doing business. I love art. I love creating. So that's what I was doing during the pandemic. I was creating. Mm. So it's safe to say that the pandemic didn't really put a damper on any of your entrepreneurial skills at all then. Oh, no. You know, it helped me. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, our condolences to everybody in the country, though, who were down during that time. But for the creative side of the world, we definitely flourished during the pandemic. So talk to us. Go back to Richmond. From Richmond. I think I, I've been there quite a few times. Not recently, though, but... Are they supportive of your your business, especially the um your salon? So what I say about Richmond, my city, Richmond is a test market. Mm. It's it's like we building up here, and it's like if you can survive in Richmond, I can come to Atlanta, survive. I can go to the West Coast. I can go to Charlotte because if you hot people going to support, but if you're not, they're not going to support. And there's a difference between support and if you have a supply and demand mm-hmm. and you can get in your emotions if you think people are going to support you, but you got to have good product. So that's the difference. And that's a thin line. Either you can sit and be mad and angry and emotional because you don't have any support or customers or you got to go back to the lab. So I understand that and I don't get emotional. I just have to critique my craft and I got to always work. Do you, do you want to bring your, your brand and your business to Atlanta or are you strictly just focusing on staying in Richmond? I'm actually planning to come to Atlanta for some promo because um, I partnered up with this tech company. It's called um, Pop-Up Hair. It's called Pop-Up Salon Housing. And it's called Push. So Push is, it's like the Airbnb for barbers, stylists, nail techs, estheticians. 
you you go on the site okay and you type in the area that you want to do hair at and you you book the area and you go you work and you pay for it right then and there just like airbnb so if you a salon owner you will create your profile and you will take some professional pictures of your salon if right. you have availability you'll put the price and you just wait for people to come and book that's so that's genius. the new way it's a new that way that is a new way yeah do you have ownership on this this app you speak of push are you just networking um, with the owners you need to jump up on that immediately i can't say right now because there's a lot of paperwork involved and there's a lot of lawyers but gotcha. we working like like we working so i'm a brand ambassador right now okay a brand ambassador is a good start but i might have some percentages in it we working okay you need to get some percentages in there but it's nothing like that out here right now it's called push pop-up salon housing so you haven't thought about maybe you know not to copy but starting your own version of it and get area of the city um just say i'm close with with the people i'm i'm <laughs> It's coming. I'm close. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. So you also dabble in music. It's gonna take a lot of work, though. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that makes sense is gonna have to take a lot of work. What's 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 your music style like with the label? How many artists are on your roster? What's what's coming up? Like, what is your plans for your record label? Are right, so you currently producer, looking for artists? So my producer name is D Nice the Producer. So the reason I started a label because the business side of me, I didn't just want to put out a song. I wanted to create a label and I wanted to do my paperwork the right way. So when I put out a song, I wanted to reap the benefits from it. So I have six songs on my catalog right now. And right now I don't have a side artist, but I'm working with an artist in Africa. Her name is Lime. Uh, we cross marketing right now. And I have some local artists out of Richmond, Virginia. And I have an artist that signed to Pusha T label. Hmm. His name is Kahari 1K. Yeah, and I've been working with um on Red Rum. He's out of Richmond, but he lives in Miami right now. And he used to be signed to DJ Khaled. So is if if the label takes off, are you gonna continue working with your salon or are you just gonna focus on your, your label? So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do both. Period. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of like Kanye when he working on his fashion, his fashion takes off. When he working mm -hmm. on his music, his music takes <laughs> off. So it's like a win-win. So I kind of like have like five things in the crock pot right now. So with all these many hats you wear, explain to us how do you keep yourself so grounded? Because being an entrepreneur is it's a lot of work. You really don't get a lot of sleep. It's always stressful. It's always something gets done. So when there's like obstacles that you're facing or you're stressed out, how do you how do you maneuver through it? All right, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Okay. So 
it's DMB, it's Daryl, and it's D-Nice. So when I go to the salon, I put on a DMB book bag. When I leave the salon, I take off the DMB book bag. When I put on the D-Nice book bag, I had a D-Nice book bag. So long story short, I don't have DMB cuts, Daryl and D-Nice in the same book bag. I try right. to break it up and that's how I get through. And some people say that's crazy because I've had some conversations. They say, why do you break it up? Or why, why are you all these different people? So it's coming to, it's coming to the realization like it works for me. So I have to do what works for me. I can't worry about the rest. Right. What's your own, what's been your biggest challenge that you had to get through with your entrepreneur life? My biggest challenge is yes. being independent, not going to college, learning the proper way. Or you didn't go. Excuse me? That was my next question. So you're self-taught. You didn't go to college for business or anything? No, I learned from hip hop through through music, through through Rockefeller, through Def Jam, through Jay-Z, Dame, and you know, stuff like that. And just being independent, using my barber money to fund the salon, using the salon money to fund the music, you know, just just keep on flipping. Like that. So how has Rockefeller and Jay-Z inspired you? And what's some of the things yeah. you've learned off of seeing the Rockefeller movement come about? Because, you know, I'm a big Jay fan. I like Dane, too, but I'm definitely a hardcore Jay fan. It's his business sense. It's his business sense for me. It's like just, all right, so that's how I got my DMB Cuts logo from, from Michael Jordan and from the Rockefeller logo because I'm, up, the I'm looking symbol, at it and I see it too. The Jordan symbol is Jordan doing this. So that's me cutting hair. And so I got inspired by the logo. And you first, when you first start a business, you first come up with a logo. That's your baby. That's the idea. After the logo, you see it. Then you create the business. Then you take off. So just coming from the ground up, you know, from urban environment, like how I come from and just growing. How many years of struggle did you have to go through with your salon before it finally started evening out? Because I know they say like with a business, the first the first five years are going to be completely hell. And if you can make it past five years and you, you've made it as a successful business. You got to be creative. So, um, I can look at it like hell, but it's learning lesson for me. Um, I had to get an LLC. I had to get on my own payroll. I had to, I had to switch it to S Corp versus LLC. I had to start a 401k. I had to have retirement. So it's, it's just learning, you know? Everybody has watching, I don't know. What's the difference between S Corp and the LLC? So the LLC is everything funnels through me. The S Corp is it separates Daryl from DMB cuts. And with the S Corp, you can become 
an employer, an employee up under your company. Mm-hmm. And when you become an employee, you get saved in taxes as far as the LLC. And when you have an escort, you can have a full 1K and everything. So you put yourself on payroll. That's free game. I, didn't, I honestly didn't know that. <laughs> so See, that's the stuff that I study. I study the business side because my fear was just being a barber to cut 25 years and just make cash money and be broke. So I have to learn the barbering business, not just barbering. Is that a fear of yours, being broke? Uh, I just want to be free and be at peace. Um, I'm not necessarily too excited about money. I know I need money, but if I was excited about the money side, I would have been in trouble a long time ago. So I just like the 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 journey the pride the footwork when you first started your salon is there anything you would have done differently with getting it off the ground now that a few years have passed and you became a, a stronger businessman at what you do um anything i would have done different I kind of was taught the old-fashioned way. So can I explain that real fast? So the old-fashioned way I was taught because I had great teachers. The old-fashioned way was perfect your craft first and have good product first. So what I'm seeing now is I got to come up with data love it. I'm not going to lie. What I'm seeing now is the look. So... I'm working on the look and the ambiance, but I learned the the craft first. So I was able to sustain through the pandemic and all that because I have good product first, but I'm seeing people come in the game with the ambiance first versus the product. So right now I'm trying to blend the two. That's the Realest thing I've ever heard anybody say, honestly. I, that's the same way that that applies to like the music side of things too. Like artists who come in with the money or the look, but they really don't have the talent and the sound to back it up. Yeah. So I see what you're saying on that way. <laughs> that's that's definitely something that you know people should definitely run with. What is your upcoming plans with your salon? So what are your upcoming plans for your salon and your label? So I don't want, I don't necessarily want five salons, 10 salons with this tech company. It's kind of inspiring because you don't have to have monetary buildings that you got to pay rent on and keep the upkeep on. So I might do one other. I might put one down in Atlanta or something like that. And um, I think that'd be good for you. I feel like people who come to Atlanta from the north, they come here and they do really well. Honestly, because I mean, you know, we we kind of think faster. You have to be, you got to move a certain kind of way when you're in the north. Down here, it's a lot slower. So I feel like if you was to bring the salon out here, I think that'd be that could definitely pop. If it's in the right area, 
Yeah. So right now, I'm just working on my marketing right now because marketing is key. Mm-hmm. You feel and like that's? I want to say mm-hmm. I'm pro barber versus pro salon owner because I came in the game barber. So I'm not anti salon owner, but I'm pro barber. Okay, so you're for the barber. You, you basically- I'm for the barbers and for the stylists versus just monetizing being a salon owner. Mm-hmm. What about, let's talk about this 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 thing that I, I brought up in the beginning. But why is the rate of haircuts going up so high? Like, you guys don't wear weaves. Y'all don't have bundles. Y'all don't have ponytails. How, what's the going rate for a haircut in your salon right now? If I walk in, I need a fade. I need you to line me up. What are you charging me? <laughs> if, right, I'm a, so- if I'm a guy, if I'm a guy, not what, what you call it, the cognac? What you call this? My color? You said, is my hair cognac? Spicy cognac. Okay. If I didn't have a spicy cognac in and I had a whole afro, I need you to line me up, fade me up, and cut it. What do you charge me? And you got to wash it too because it's dirty. So my haircuts right now, because of the demographic I'm in and the area I'm in, they're running $40 per cut right now. Okay, 40 is not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. But I know Atlanta, they charging, what, 80, 100, 150? Madness. So let me tell you why the haircuts are so high. Why? Because so, the boot so freaks? you want to know? Yeah, I want to know. All right. Check this out. Um... Y'all got to understand, barbers and stylists, we're dealing with people's energy. We're dealing with emotions. We are therapists. We taking on everybody's energies. We got to know how to operate a certain way. So we have to tap our mental health on with the cause. Um, Things went up. Um, the product went up, rent up, everything is up. So the services actually should be more technically because like everything we have to deal with. more than $80 for a cut? Depending on the demographics. But you know what? I will say, not to cut you off, if it's, if it's, if it's a, a sound barber and it's a nice atmosphere and I'm going to a nice salon and he's definitely going to give me a dope cut, I, I, I can, I understand what you're saying. But if I'm going to like a little barber in the hood and there's no air conditioner, no. You want to know why it's like that? Why? Because it's not regulated. You know, as far as the prices, people can do what they want to do is a good thing and a bad thing. So if you think you hot and you want to charge $100, if you get some customers, you can charge $100. But if you trash and you charge $100, you're not going to have any customers. But the reason it's like that because it's not regulated. So you can do what you want to do. That's fair. So for everyone watching, why should they shop with DMB Cuts? Why should they come to you? Why should they come to your business? Why should they come to that your salon? Because I got the whole package. You come into a safe environment. Um, you don't have to worry about 
somebody coming in there harassing you because we have security on the doors. Um, I'm versatile. I have black customers, white customers. Oh, that's amazing. Christian, Muslim, old, young. And you getting the best. And I learned from the best. You getting good product first. And then you gonna laugh, joke, and have some fun. <laughs> I would be a therapist. So yeah, we're good gonna vibes. it gotta have good vibes. That's any any type of service provided, rendered. We're gonna jump into some hasi questions to kind of fill you out as an entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> hasi question of Lava Christian with DMV Cuts. Have you ever been in a physical fight at your salon? Yes, I oh got to fight God. with a customer that's before. That, that's crazy. Yes. Why? Yes. What happened, sir? Just like, just like I told you, why the haircuts need to be three hundred dollars? Oh. No, no. Long story short, um, the guy he came in and he had a bad day, so I did everything in my power to try to curb it. Um, he didn't want to leave and I had somebody else coming. Um, granted, this was like six years ago. He didn't want to leave. So I said, go ahead, man. I got somebody else coming, man. You got to just go ahead. He was having a bad day. So we got the tussling. I tried to put him out. We got the tussling and he was rolling around on the floor. And long story short, one of the stylists came and separated us. Um, this was before I was the owner. One of the stylists came and separated us. He went outside in his car. He was trying to come back in and talk to me. So I eventually went outside. He apologized. He said he had a bad day. So about this, this fight in the salon. So was it like an actual fish fight? And did that kind of damper your business a little bit? Or was it no love loss? It was more like a tussle slash rousel. We didn't really exchange blows but because i had um a suite meaning my own private area just me him and a stylist saw it so it wasn't like that okay so it wasn't like world star worthy nah it wasn't world star okay <laughs> that can be a little bit much what song would you play to sum up your life say it again what song would you play to sum up your life if you can play any song my favorite song of all time is H-Town, Knocking the Boots. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite song of all time. Yeah, my favorite song of all time. Hold on, I can't hear you. The love song? Huh? How's it go? Sing it. What song are you talking about? Somebody rocking, knocking their boots. Oh my! That is your favorite song of all time. Of all time, you want to know why? Why? I really do. To me, that's the first song to to merge and blend the hip hop sound with the melodies. Mm. Like you got to go back and listen to it. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, I, I look did. at the video. <laughs> I would definitely check out the video. I, I, so that that song sums up your life, like that's my song favorite song of all time. All right, I'm gonna let you have it. 
No, yeah. that's because it's your house. Oh, so you say this sums my life up? Yes, because that means you're like a total freak if that song summed up your whole life. No, no, I'm thinking you say, no, you say the the song that sums my life up. Yes. Um, That's that's a hard question. Exactly. All right, the song that sums my life up is Jay-Z, Mama Loves Me. Now we're working. Mama loves me, pop left me, because I didn't grow up with a father. How has that affected you not growing up with your dad? So how that affected me, I didn't like male teachers in school. Mm. I used to throw my desk and go out the classroom and stuff like that. You know, I didn't like male authority. So that's how that affected me, but I turned it around quick. Right. You know? Right. Do you have kids yeah. right now? Do you have, are you a father? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. So you're in their lives, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's good. So the cycle wasn't spent around twice. Nah. We definitely broke the cycle. What's the best compliment you ever received? That I'm consistent and I have integrity. What is something small that always makes you smile? You got some good questions. <laughs> Your question. Oh, no, these better than the Drake champ, George. They don't call me the diva for nothing. You say, hold on, say it again so I can cheat a little bit and think about it. I'm going to run it back one more time. What is something small that always makes you smile? On what? On on a female in general? In general, like something that's small that always makes you smile. Being fucking grateful. Can you cuss and say grateful? You can definitely cuss and say grateful. Just being, just, just being live in the flesh. I'm smiling now. Amen. <laughs> Who would you consider to be your hero? Damn. You are a successful Ooh, I, entrepreneur. You own your own businesses. You own your own music label. Who is your hero? So family, no family, like hero right. as far as anyone that's heroic to you. All right. So 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 don't laugh at this. So my hero is the turtle. Turtle, yes, a ninja turtle. No, the turtle you can say ninja turtle, turtle, because my favorite story in school was the tortoise and the hare. So I am the turtle, and sometimes I can proceed as slofer, but I'm gonna win because I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna do it right. So my hero is the turtle. I like that, that's dope. What is something that can always make you laugh? Something that always make me laugh. <laughs> something. How you come up with these hard questions like this? I'm a journalist something. and I write and I'm, I'm trying to dig. Something that always makes me laugh. The TV show Martin. 
Okay. That works. Jerome. Okay, Jerome. <laughs> What's one of your greatest accomplishments in life? My greatest accomplishment in life is becoming a barber because I didn't go to college. I knew I had to do something growing up urban. I didn't want to be a statistic. So me actually going to barber school was my greatest accomplishment because that's like my degree. Mm -hmm. And actually that being a bootleg barber and getting my certificate and my state board license. Right. What's one thing you can't tolerate? Hmm. Damn. <laughs> I can't tolerate inconsistency. Mm. Yes, as an entrepreneur, I don't think anybody can. That's yeah, a good one. I can't one. tolerate inconsistency. I like that. Would you rather win? This is a good one. Would you rather win $1 million or fall in love? I'd rather fall in love. We can get the $1 million. How do you relax after a stressful day? Say it again. How do you relax after a stressful day? YouTube or either music. Do you believe in aliens? Yes, because I'm one. I'm just joking. <laughs> but you do believe in them. Sort of. I'm like 75, 25. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, that's close enough. Who's your favorite rapper of all time? Jiggle Man. What's the strangest thing you ever seen someone else do? Damn. Can I answer first? Okay, so listen. When I was I was I was in Philly and I was living, I think I was I was living in North Philly, and this guy had gotten into a fight with his girlfriend and he buried her cat in the middle of the street. That was like the strangest thing I've ever seen somebody do. I think that scarred me for life because I still remember it to this day. I was probably like 10 years old. That's crazy. It was crazy. It was insane. The strangest thing I ever seen. Uh, in real life. Yeah. Uh, oh, the strangest thing I ever seen in real life. Somebody walked into a car out in the street. <laughs> I saw it. They live. They live. Was a car like going fast? They live. Because I had to stop. I, I had to stop and make sure they was all right, but they, they lived. I saw it. That's insane. That's a very yeah. strange thing to look at. The only reason they lived is because it wasn't the car fault. It was the person that walked out in the middle of the street. The car turned, turned so they couldn't at the last minute. And the person hit the mirror, but they flipped. And another car came and rolled over him, but not too fast. But yeah. That is very, very strange. So yeah. I want you to plug in your social media links, all of them. Where can everybody follow you at? One last person. You said you were coming down for Bronner Brothers. Are you coming down at um, Atlanta? 
You coming yeah. to Atlanta? Okay. Yeah. So can we do a live interview when I come down? Absolutely. My live interviews are okay. insane. They're iconic. I can actually, I can come to do the interview at Bronner Brothers probably. I got a pretty good rapport with them. Or you can just set up a one-on-one when you come down. That's not till August, right? Yeah, August. August, September, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely, we can do like a whole, maybe you could do like a barber class and teach people how to do lineups. Yeah, I got to come meet the diva. Yeah, I'll be here. She'll be yeah. here. God, God willing. So where can they follow you at? What's your social media links, your websites? Follow me on DMB Cuts on Instagram. My website is www.dwalkerbrand.com. And tap in. Um, my music name is DMB. No, hold on. My music name is D Nice the Producer. Find me on Apple Music and stream some of my songs. Well, make sure we put the stream like people to stream your songs. Last question. Have you ever thought about doing like a mobile haircutting service? I haven't seen that so far. Why, why are you guys not onto that, but the girls are? We have a couple of them here in Richmond, but as far as the app push, that is the mobile service because oh. it's pop-up. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, like so, a truck so, that goes around cutting people's hair. Yeah, yeah, um, we have that here um, in Richmond. Okay, that'll be dope. Yeah, yeah. That'll be really dope. So everyone, make sure you tap in and follow him on all platforms. Entrepreneur, producer, barber, businessman, DMV Cuts. Follow him everywhere. You know where to follow me at. You're only diva bringing the most amazing interviews, virtual or in person, at Carisha Diva on all platforms. Stay fabulous. Stay blessed. Oh, before I leave, we just dropped another episode live with Carisha. This is Daryl, a.k.a. DMB Cuts, a.k.a. D-Nice the Producer, a.k.a. D-Nice the DJ. Holla at me.